bouncing off your ID and not, not being stuck in your own head, having someone to challenge uh, your way of thinking. I think that designers are really good at questioning uh, things. Welcome to Ways Into Practice, a podcast series where we explore the various paths into the field of design. My name is Lynn, and along with my colleague Christopher, we are so excited to be your hosts for this podcast. We are both currently interning at the Oslo-based design studio Bjelken Young, and are excited to share our conversations and insights with you. Throughout the series, we'll be speaking with six different designers about their unique experiences and the lessons that they've learned along the way. Whether you're a student just starting out or a seasoned pro looking for inspiration, we hope this podcast will serve as a valuable resource for anyone looking to navigate the constantly changing landscape of creative practice. So let's get into the episode. Okay. Hello and welcome to another episode of Ways Into Practice. Today we are talking to Ida. Hi Ida. Hi. Thanks for having me. Of course. It's our pleasure. So tell us a little bit about yourself. So my name is Ida and I'm a graphic designer currently working at Scandinavian Design Group. How long have you been there? Since 2016. Nice. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. I feel like 2016 was like Yesterday. two years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's not. No. <laughs> but before that, you went to school, right? So I, um, I studied at uh, Norwegian School of Creative Studies in Oslo. And then I finished my bachelor in graphic design and art direction at Nova Academy of Bedle Arti in Milan. Mm-hmm. And then I got back to Norway and... Um, my older brother, Christopher, told me that it was time to network. Time to get to work. Time to get to work. Do some network, meet, meet people. And uh, that, uh, of course, sounded uh, terrible to me, but um, he's a good older brother. So he uh, practiced with me how to present myself and how to talk to potential employers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I contacted uh, one of my previous teachers from um, uh, NKF and she introduced me to some of her network and I got my first job at uh, We Oslo in 2014 where I worked on Dali, the ski brand and Oslo Concert House and had a steep learning curve because that was a newly established small design agency. Was that also like straight out of school? Yeah, so that yeah. was right when I got back from Milan. Yeah. It's kind of like a weird thing to, like when you go straight from school and then you start working. Because yeah. it's such like a, it's just a big change. Or do you feel like it wasn't maybe? Mm, it felt natural or I think I didn't have time to really reflect on it because I was in such a mode of just getting started. Yeah, I really just jumped right into it, not thinking too much (laughs) and I think that's kind of how I live I jump first and then I figure out how to do it later and also Christine Lillevik was a great mentor and really pushing me and believing in me and giving me a lot of 
elbow room. And um, so I had a steep learning curve and I was there for a year and a half. And then I got an offer at Scandinavian Design Group. Tonje Jäger hired me and uh, she says that she hires for attitude and train for trains for talent. <laughs> Ooh, that's a nice phrase to remember. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And um, I've always had an attitude. I think I'm from my parents instilled in me a lot of confidence in myself and my ability to do whatever I put my mind into. So attitude was definitely not the problem. And Tonya really delivered on her part and trained for talent. Do you feel like you said that she was a really important mentor to you? Yeah. So is there like anything like key takeaways or something that you feel that you really learned like from her the first years of your car- career? <laughs> well, I think that she was uh, really good at lifting young designers. And uh, I remember her spending Sunday evening at her home and prepping uh, me going into a presentation with a client. And that was time that she took uh, without our boss knowing it. So she really did a lot of work behind the scenes. Yeah, just really gave us confidence and uh, helped us distill our work or the essence of what's important to communicate to get the client on board and... No, but it is really nice to have someone that that you feel like believe in you and like your your ability to deliver or just do yeah. work. Just people skills are so uh, such a huge part of the job because you can be uh, uh, the best designer in the world, but if you're not able to sell your ideas, uh, they will never see the light of day. So, so I think that that's the most important thing. Uh, senior designer or creative director can teach young designers early yeah and also just give them a confidence because we're all very insecure and critical about our own work so that's true uh, you know, I, I think feel, i yeah i think we all are a little bit at least but you said that you started working at scandinavian design group after we oslo Yeah, so that was a year and a half in We Oslo and then Scandinavian Design Group in 2016. So at Scandinavian Design Group, I got to work with KLP, which is a pension bank and insurance company, and AIE, which is a real estate agency. And I've also worked with uh, Nation Branding on Norway. That's a lot of interesting projects, but I'm very interested in the Nation Branding one. How was the project? Because you're, you're like branding Norway right yes. how was the process for that yeah so um, branding a nation is very different from branding a company and it really is a once in a lifetime opportunity for a designer so it was not something that I took uh, lightly uh, and the broad audience uh, uh, we needed to engage were tourists and visitors investors new talent looking to live and work in Norway And the brand would be a tool for Norwegian ambassadors and embassies all over the world to expose uh, Norwegian sustainable solutions to be able to increase export and gain investments in research and development of Norwegian innovation. Um, also within the frames the client had given us, we need to use the Norwegian flag in the branding. That's an interesting challenge. It is. <laughs> and with that, 
reflecting the innovative uh, spirits <laughs> with those boundaries mm-hmm. uh, really was a interesting challenge. Yeah. <laughs> and being a Norwegian myself, it really was a soul-searching process, finding the essence of Norway and what we wanted to communicate to the world. Also in the design team, we had Madi from Australia, John from England, Robin from the Netherlands, all working and living in Norway. We really wanted the flag to be something everyone living in Norway could feel ownership towards. Um, So we created a system that could generate different versions of the flag to tell the story of a nation that celebrates individuality. But when all the flags come together and overlap, they create the full Norwegian flag to show that we really are stronger working together with our unique backgrounds and perspectives. Do you think that it was important to have nationality-wise, like a diverse team to work with? Uh, I think that that was really a positive thing because we were speaking to an international audience and and the people that was in the team were also, in a way, the target our audience yeah so uh, i think that was really valuable mm-hmm. okay so uh, lynn and i have spoken a lot about like diversity and designing for diversity mm. in norway and mm. like design in the west mm. how important was that when designing for the norwegian brand it was very important and and i um think that that is something that we as a nation constantly need to keep working on uh, as a political cause. So we're not there, but as a nation brand, we want something to inspire towards, something that tells that story, uh, gives uh, people voices. And um, we're talking a lot about uh, business to business but businesses are people so having that human uh, touch uh, was very important but also giving it that playful element uh, because it's a lot of different people that are uh, going to use this brand from the very serious uh, ambassadors when the crown prince is in China and talking with potential business partners to tourism and uh, uh, when you're talking more about art and culture and music, uh, it can't be that corporate. It it has to have more of a playful volume in it. (laughs) Yeah, because the... The target audience is so broad, so it's, you have to design yes. for everyone, yes. which is not something you'd like to do. <laughs> no, but you you have to have that stretch. Uh, so you have it, you're designing inside the box, but still having a wiggle room inside that box. <laughs> but what exactly was um, the package? Was it the identity or just all the way down to letterheads and everything? So it was the visual identity toolbox with typography, imagery, icons, illustrations, layout uh, systems, and uh, implemented down to, yes, letterheads, posters. We made a lot of video content, uh, animations, uh, 
ways for the ambassadors to uh, really show what we have to offer. So promoting uh, all the innovative solutions we're working with uh, and uh, yeah the the list the application list we worked on was uh, insane uh, with uh, yeah every surfaces you can think of and also a digital platform for uh, businesses to connect and invest and uh, yeah creating those arenas yeah that's because that's also really hard because you have to have something that has I'm just thinking typography-wise. When so many people is going to use it, you have to have some kind of backup or some kind of easy way for people to like use the right typography and also the sizes on Mm. on posters and everything. And also PowerPoint uh, templates. uh, (laughs) That's probably the hardest part. You have (laughs) a bunch of uh, people working for the government using tens of thousands of computers and you yeah. have to have like the same same typography and yeah. setup for everyone yeah so that was uh we did embed the typography but we also made a lot of powerpoints for them so they already had the starting pack uh, and then of course templates so they could create their own and we love working in powerpoint we love PowerPoint's working best. in powerpoint <laughs> It, it PowerPoint is one of the most important tools for the clients. It's really what they're using every day. So uh, we as designers can we can love it or hate it, but it's a very important tool. But nation branding of Norway. I feel like just the name, it says that it's such like a big project. And as you mentioned too, there was there were like a lot of um, like platforms. Yeah. So how was the implementation of this whole branding? Well, so we did a lot of the first implementation. Uh, and then at the point, uh, the client decided to take the rest of the implementation with a different agency, uh, which really is... Um, a part of the game. You, did you feel like you just had like you had done so much work, and then you don't <laughs> like get to finish it? Uh, in a way, I mean, it's a painful thing to give away something that you've been working so on so much. And I knew that the professional adult response to that would be to just brush it off and move on. Yeah. But after investing a large part of my life in that project, it really was difficult not to take it as a big personal failure. Yeah. Um, so uh, not to be dramatic, but still be dramatic. It really felt like we had given birth to this child and then Child Protective Services came and took it away saying someone else was going to raise it and not giving any explanation of why we weren't equipped doing it. Do you... I understand that that's like a hard, like, takedown, but do you feel like, like, that you got something out of it, that you learned something? Well, yes, definitely. Uh, I think that any setback uh, or feeling of failure, you always learn something from it. And... uh, I had to learn to accept the things that are out of my control and uh, learn to let go 
And uh, looking back at that time, I really am proud of how everyone I worked with had each other's back and really fought for the creative, uh, creative, creative, creative solutions uh, we believed in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also am grateful to have worked with some of the incredible people on the client side as well uh, that really embraced our work and took it to heart. Uh, and it's also a saying that it takes a village to raise a child. And I think that you can apply that to our work as well, that uh, sometimes it's good that someone else iterates on your work uh, for it to be able to continue to develop. I think that's a, a really good point. And that is something that I've like thought about and felt myself too, that if like sometimes... I mean, it's kind of like not kill your darlings, but to let someone let in. it go. <laughs> yeah, like and just because you have like a good starting point. Yeah, and then someone else can like come in and like further develop what yeah, you started and on. Just trust that it will live. Yeah, a happy long life. <laughs> and that's the most important thing. That like that is as a designer, what you want your work to be in a way yeah. that. It's just gonna be good and live out there so for people to see and for it hopefully to have some kind of impact yeah. on people. Yeah. I've been looking at your portfolio website <laughs> and you have something there that is called Ida Space, which is just so fun and cool. So what is Ida Space? Okay, so that's uh Funny, because the three people that has seen it is my mom, my dad, and you, (laughs) and you, so four people. And uh, it is really just something I did because I needed, personally needed it. Because working with uh, Brand Norway, uh, it was such a big project. Uh, something that I was so personally um, attached to and it really felt like life and death when when that project went to a different agency and nobody died (laughs) it it, uh, It was fine (laughs) it's fine (laughs) so uh, I really had to find my spark or joy in creating again uh, because I was really just empty inside. <laughs> oh, that sounds so awful. <laughs> it is awful and it's really sad and uh, depressing and horrible. And I thought that I was never going to work with design ever again. Uh, I uh, had a very romantic view of becoming a truck driver <laughs> and just cruising through the highway in Norway and listening to podcasters all day, <laughs> never looking at design ever again. <laughs> so, um, Maybe yeah. Maybe you should try it next, next time. In my next life. <laughs> I'm definitely becoming a truck driver. It's my, that's my higher self. <laughs> um, yeah, just turning my brain off. But, yeah. Uh, but also I... I'm very passionate about design. I've uh, always been very passionate that that I had to find a way back into. Uh, so yeah, Ida Space, that uh, is really a result of me trying 
something with the sole purpose of just having fun and experimenting. And it started with me playing with 3D scanning, where I scanned my tiny 33 square meter apartment and myself. And it really felt like a Sims, real life Sims game. But instead of escaping into a fantasy digital world, I was much more interested in simulating the real physical world. And I do love Instagram for taking pictures and collecting small moments to look back on. And also uh, to stay connected with friends and family that live far away. But I also find scrolling on social media to be very overstimulating at times and more exhausting than inspiring. Can agree. <laughs> <laughs> and it just feels like a very crowded place. So I created it a space to literally just give myself a bigger digital space where it's less noisy and I'm not so much influenced by what everyone else is doing, but instead just kind of minding my own business. <laughs> yeah. Was it like a normal uh, design process for you to make that or was it just, it just became what it was like? Well, it, it grew over a long period of time uh, and... It started with uh, me making a menu for the... Because f- I love cooking. Uh, I'm a late bloomer when it comes to cooking, uh, but I'm having a lot of fun with uh, cooking. So so just for fun, I made this menu for the f- food that I serve at my restaurant, my 33 square meter apartment <laughs> at Carbani. Uh, and my previous uh, creative director, she was over for lunch and, and I showed her that menu a little bit of embarrassed but also just (laughs) laughing of it because it's really nerdy but she really uh responded to it and uh, yeah so so she she thought it was uh fun and and said that I should just make a big deal of it out of it and do the same with my art because I really like art so she said that I should make a little gallery so it's Ida's kitchen Ida's space kitchen it's Ida's space gallery it's Ida's space library it's Ida's space cinema because I don't have a a TV because my apartment is so small so uh, during summer I'll have an outdoor cinema with a little projector and it was just fun having someone and play with the idea and speak my visual language Mm -hmm. and and making a big deal out of something very small and kind of meaningless but really fun (laughs) yeah so and I think that that is uh, with good design it is often taking a smaller simple idea and and making a big deal out of it and filling it with content, story, looks and personality. In this case, my personality and the mm-hmm. home I've created for myself. Uh, and it's also a tool for me to create my own library of references to pull from when I'm working on other projects. Yeah, because I feel like also like as a student or just someone that is interested in design and like other visual references, mm-hmm. I feel like it, it is important to always... Um, keep feeling inspired and do things that make you feel so mm. uh, otherwise it can be hard to like or you get stuck in kind of like a rut in a way and yeah it's harder to like have like good ideas that you really like yourself and that you want to work with yeah and just bring back the fun yeah 
<laughs> yeah, we talked about this before the episode actually and also I agree that it's important to feel inspired but it's also really important to feel not inspired just <laughs> bored yeah just not have a fun life <laughs> not always have a fun life because we talked about seeing other designers and usually on Instagram you see all the great things and you just see yeah everything is labeled perfectly yeah. and every, everything is so much old oh, oh they're outside doing some fun things yeah. taking a picture and that's that's maybe two minutes that you see yeah and there's two uh, 23 hours and 58 more minutes <laughs> yeah that's very true and i think uh, being bored or uh, just sitting with yourself in silence is very important in this uh, age because we are so overstimulated all the time and uh, so to make that space in our brain for new ideas to develop we we need we need some solitude and silence yeah because it's crazy have you have you tried leaving home without your phone and, yeah, you get just, anxious. <laughs> yeah, and just taking the bus or just go to the bathroom without your phone. You just feel like you have to do something while you do another thing. Yeah, you always have to just watch YouTube, watch TikTok, watch Instagram, <laughs> Facebook, <laughs> LinkedIn, whatever. Yeah, and I think that uh, I also started investing time in reading books. Something that when I started, I was like, oh my gosh, this is boring. <laughs> I can't concentrate. But I think that reading books is really the last form of entertainment that we have where you only stimulate one of your senses. Because when you watch a movie, you're on your phone and uh, sometimes we'll listen to music at the same time as we were scrolling. And uh, when you're reading a book, you can't do anything else. You have to read it and uh, um, I felt like that was the one of the things that really I was able to calm down and uh, also I needed a little bit of motivation to read a book so I also um, made a playlist out of the book I read with the music that I felt while I was reading and then I took a picture of something that Loose, I loosely associated with the book, so it was just a stream of con unconsciousness and connecting the dots. <laughs> yeah. Also, I mean, with just leaving your phone, I I just started going outside and what be a lot more aware of my surroundings, really looking at things and. Uh, taking in all the pressions uh, around me. And I think I, I find a quote that I like that says, uh, we influence our surroundings as much as they influence us. And as designers, we're very aware that we have an influence on our surroundings, <laughs> but, but they have equally as much influence on us. So just really taking all that in. <laughs> Yeah, because I'm I'm really bad at leaving my phone. Yeah. And I actually, I just I thought about <laughs> it this weekend that uh, whatever I do, I just if I watch a movie, I just scroll at the same time. Yeah, and I think it's time to just take a step back. And if you read a book, you have to just imagine what happens yeah. instead of uh, 
Like you have to get the pictures in your head instead of watching a movie and scrolling and you see the pictures and yeah. Yeah, and I also, I listen a lot more to instrumental music, if it's classical music or electronic music, but I feel like I'm more able to create my own stories uh, in my head listening to that music than music with lyrics, than than I'm so caught up in the lyrics. So maybe Ida Space is your version of leaving your phone, sort of. (laughs) Yes, it's it's my version of leaving my phone, but then bringing it back into my phone, collected and sorted out uh, and a little bit conceptualized for myself to enjoy it. And uh, if someone else wants to peek in and see how I view the world or the things that I appreciate, they can drop by my digital space or my physical space uh, your physical space too yes everyone's welcome everyone's welcome open 24 7 <laughs> it's a restaurant a gallery a cinema a library <laughs> yep 33 square meters <laughs> we'll leave the address in uh, on the website <laughs> if you know you know <laughs> i've discussed this with i think with christopher and also some of my friends that in regards to like work life or school life balance mm-hmm. that it is important to do things that is not related to that in any way yeah definitely but and that can give you like value or something in that area regardless yeah i think it's it's super important uh you'll just slowly die inside if you don't <laughs> feed yourself with uh, uh, those impressions and also yeah just relationships and conversations and bouncing off your idea and not, not being stuck in your own head having someone to challenge uh, your way of thinking I think that designers are really good at questioning uh, things and being critical Uh, definitely being critical <laughs> uh, and uh, you have to you have to be yeah. uh, in order to make change um but yeah just stepping out of that mode of uh, uh always researching or thinking how can i apply this to yeah. my work or uh be a, a little bit more bored <laughs> <laughs> but it it is hard to like kind of leave that and not like if you're walking outside and you see something it's hard to not think or like connect that to work because usually mm-hmm. if especially if you're working on a project it's yeah. very easy to make that connection yeah yeah um but uh in the same way it's it should also be easy to make the connection to work from something that is very unrelated to work yeah and i think that that is where we create original uh, design Uh, if we're only scrolling on pinterest for graphic design we'll just copy everything that's already out there yeah so um and there is a chance that if you're scrolling on on pinterest that you're seeing the same as almost everyone else that has searched the same thing (laughs) (laughs) do you feel like ida space and this experimentation and 
and like doing all these activities like reading listening to music and stuff do you feel like uh you've been able to like use that for something um yes definitely uh, i see that the last project i worked on uh was mush which is a lifestyle brand with a yoga and boxing studio and a market where they sell high quality vegan and plant-based products uh, that they will roll out now in 2023. Uh, and they are all about a healthy lifestyle, embracing the highs and lows in life and not taking life too seriously and just having a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, me taking that time to invest in Ida's space uh, was really uh a good way for me to enter that project with a playful mindset and not being afraid of failure yeah. uh, and also I worked with this client in 2016 so they knew me and I knew them so there uh, it was immediately uh trust and respect from the beginning Yeah, it opens for you to or it opens the door for you to maybe like pull the or just like do things that are more experimental yeah yeah and also I worked with uh, Petter Tangen which is an amazing designer and honestly that process just work really felt like play uh, and and we managed to get through that first pace painful process of the design uh, process where you were making a lot of uh, crap and uh, just quickly bounced off each other's ideas and landed on something that really hit home with the client. Uh, so that was super fun and just refreshing and getting the joy and spark back into my life <laughs> yeah putting the truck driver dream a little bit on the shelf <laughs> i hope you're gonna be that in your next life but not in this life <laughs> <laughs> yeah life is short it really is short and uh, yeah we have to make most out of it and it's fun and it's exciting and it's exhausting and uh, <laughs> yeah a lot of things at once <laughs> You said earlier in the episode that when you came back from Milan, mm. Milano, Milan, Milan, that your brother made you go out and network. Yeah. And so I can imagine that he's like, he cares about you and that you're kind of close. Yeah. And so, and that, I mean, that is a good piece of advice. Just like get out there, network, get to know people and then just take life from there in a way yeah and just having that support and I feel like my whole family has always been my number one cheerleaders and yeah uh, that's so nice to have yeah but so is it usually your family you turn to for for advice or your brother or who do you like to turn to for advice Mm, um, mostly I would go to my nieces and nephews because I can trust that they will give it to me straight Uh Uh, or people at least over 50 because they have a lot of interesting life experiences. My true. Yeah, my closest friends are great listeners and will let me process uh, through my thoughts and ideas without necessarily telling me what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, once uh, I told my 15-year-old niece about an advice I had gotten from a friend that 
kind of made me feel a little bit insecure. And her immediate response was, don't listen to You just have fun with them. And uh, and <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious, but also profoundly wise. That uh, yes. Yeah, uh, for a 15-year-old. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and yeah, so I, I've ta- really taken that in consideration and kind of sorted out uh, who I know that I can get advice from and who I'm just not listening to, just having fun with. She also told me once, uh, I just I, I was talking about just feeling that the th- things that I was doing was just never enough. And then she just looked at me and said, sometimes you just got to close that book. <laughs> <laughs> who is this girl? I want to meet her. <laughs> and I just nodded and... Yes, sometimes you just gotta close that book and move on. <laughs> True. <laughs> so, mic drop. Rachel, 15 years old. <laughs> Ida, thank you so much for being here today. I feel like we had a really nice talk. Thank you so and much. And I hope you had too. Yes, it was. It was fun. Yeah. Scary, but fun. Yeah. It's a Grace Jones song. A really good song. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. And that concludes another episode of Ways Into Practice. We hope that you found this conversation insightful and that it has given you a better understanding of the many different paths that one can take to get into the field of design. And remember that every designer's journey is unique and there's no one right way to get started. Also, we want to thank you for tuning in and we'll be back soon with another episode. In the meantime, you can follow us on Instagram at Ways Into Practice for more updates. And don't hesitate to reach out if you have any questions or suggestions for future episodes. Again, thank you so much for listening and we'll talk to you soon. <laughs>